Hey, hey, just wanted to make a note that this episode was originally recorded as a visual series for YouTube, and you will hear things referenced in there, such as those of you who are watching or in the next coming videos. And that's all because it was never originally intended to be a podcast, but the material was so good, we decided we wanted to share it here. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Tori Beach, a solo wedding videographer, and I am happy to be back with another episode of I Do's and Don'ts, where I sit down with other wedding professionals to chat about the do's and don'ts of all things weddings. Today, I'm talking with Hillary Isaacson, a wedding planner. Hey Hillary, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited me for this opportunity. Too. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> I, I think that a lot of couples who are planning on getting married will have a ton of questions for you being a wedding planner. Um, but first off, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, tell me what the name of your company is. Yeah, so I own Hillary Ray Events and I started it. We are actually going on four years in August, which is crazy. <laughs> so it's exciting. And it's kind of surreal to say that out loud that it's already been four years. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sent over some really great do's and don'ts um, specifically for guest lists. Um, this is uh, a topic that I think a lot of people, anybody who is in the planning process or who has planned a wedding knows that this is a major stress and pain point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you probably have some really great insight on how to make that a little less stressful, maybe a little easier to uh, plan. But let's, let's go ahead and dive into your first do, which I thought was really interesting, was to create multiple guest lists. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So um, you always get to kind of a point in your planning process that you might have to make cuts, whether that be mm -hmm. with today's world in COVID or your venue just doesn't hold enough people. Um, so there's lots of different way reasons why you would need to cut that list down. Um, and what we've found that if you already mentally prepare yourself for those cuts, mm -hmm. um, it's just it just saves you a lot of emotional strain because um, you've already physically done it. And then if you have to execute it, then you're, you're ready for that, that right. decision process. So when you say multiple lists, are we talking like A, B, C, D? Like these are my yes. absolutes? <laughs> <laughs> so kind of, um, right now we're doing A, B, C, D, I feel like with COVID, but pre-COVID we were, we were having clients do that A list, B list. Okay. Um, so you're, you create that big list of everybody um, right. and then just cut that in half essentially. So okay. people who are kind of on the fence with, it's okay that they're not there, but we would rather them be there and, right. and things like that. Right, right. I think that's awesome, especially with the preparing mentally, um, because I think that is a huge, a huge thing that couples need to deal with is there, there's something called decision fatigue. And I think that you get hit with that real quick whenever you're planning a wedding. So to yes. decide whether someone comes or someone goes, I think that should be a decision probably made on the front end. Now, the other thing too was you mentioned the idea of having criteria for cutting. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, so um, this kind of goes hand in hand with those multiple guest lists. And um, 
a lot of times when you're you're cutting guests, it's not necessarily because you want to. It's more so because the venue doesn't hold 500 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so these can be things like you and your um, future husband or wife sit down and be like, okay, like we're going to make this decision not to invite coworkers um, mm. or we don't want anyone under the age of 16 at the wedding. Yep. So that can easily eliminate a big chunk of people pretty easily. Do you have suggestions for couples as they come to you and they're like, we don't even know. We don't even know where to start. Yeah. Being sure you're, you're staying on track and keeping it your VIPs. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing that, especially in today's time, people don't really get offended if they're not on the list or aren't invited. Yeah. Um, and trying to keep that personal, like, emotion out of it is easier said than done but just making sure that you you stick to like your goals and your vision and not getting pulled in different directions for that aspect absolutely absolutely and I feel like that is something that goes across the board when it comes to wedding planning is like yeah (laughs) stick stick to what you want and make sure that you don't don't change your colors 12 times I promise it's gonna be way more stressful just things like that yeah some people are super decisive and some aren't and I mean making decisions is very hard for people well especially when it comes down to an emotional event right like your wedding day Right. right that's yeah definitely super emotional also you know having a couple hire a wedding planner like you that should that should just start taking away stress because <laughs> you know you're you know you know what's going to yeah. happen you you're going to take really great care of them and you know and I yeah. think I think that's that's huge um now kind of along the same lines of of that of the emotion side of stuff uh one of the things that you say is to do is to curb your guilt so um yeah. Easier said than done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, curbing your guilt, like we kind of touched on that a few times before. Mm-hmm. But like I mentioned, just being sure that you you are narrowing it down to your VIPs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of when you're creating your guest list, you get into this snowball effect where you're like, I have to invite my best friend from high school that maybe mm-hmm. you don't talk to very often, mm-hmm. but you just feel obligated. So kind of... Right taking those obligations on you have to have everybody at your, your wedding and just making it more about you and your significant other and keeping that as a straight priority. Yeah, totally. Now, do you have, do you have any tips on like helping couples with that of, of not feeling so guilty? If it's someone you've not talked to in a year, it's probably not someone you really need at your wedding or if it's someone who, you don't think they would invite you to their wedding, like maybe just yeah. keep them off your list and yeah. and that's okay. That makes total so those sense. Are just a few things. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, <laughs> again, I had a very small wedding and we we did it on purpose that way so that we didn't have to make yeah. choices. <laughs> we were no, like, yeah. this is it. This is all we're doing. <laughs> but that actually kind of puts us into the next category of the don'ts. And the first one you have is don't be pushed by parents. Um, Wow, this is really heavy. (laughs) This is like, this is probably a topic that my mom would be like, yeah, no, you can't say that. Because again, that was probably something that even in my own personal wedding, it's kind of hard to not be pressured by your your family. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And inviting all of your cousins that you maybe don't necessarily talk you you do love them very much but you don't necessarily need them at your wedding um 
just keeping your boundaries very clear. And that kind of goes back to curbing the guilt and things like Mm -hmm. that. But sitting your parents down and letting them know, hey, like, these are these are the people who I really, really care about and still have a personal tie to me and maybe know your your significant other as well. So it's important to keep in mind that just because they're important to you doesn't mean they tie back to you two as a couple. Um, So keeping it strictly towards you and your significant other as well. Absolutely. And I, and I don't know if other brides and grooms feel this way, but like, I honestly felt like I needed to put on a show. Um, yeah. like I needed to entertain everyone. Um, and we had, we did ours two ways. We had a very intimate ceremony and then followed right by, um, a more public reception. And that was where we kind yeah. of had everybody. Um, but my husband and I both have said if we could redo it, we never, we never would have done the reception. The bigger. Never. Yeah. Because we had a little private lunch with all of the people who were at our ceremony. And that was like, that was the most important part to us. And we were yeah. very happy with that. We are both introverts. So yeah. <laughs> that was perfect like for us. Want... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, going back to the whole thing of, of, of don't being pushed by parents, I mean, for the two of us, that was a compromise because both of our mothers were like, no, you can't just have this. Like you have yeah. to have more than that. And so we did it. And, you know, definitely not our favorite part of our wedding was the yeah. reception. So <laughs> when I feel like a lot of times with like the going back to being pushed by parents, people feel like they have all these traditional aspects of a wedding that they need mm-hmm. to do. Cause it's like a checklist so much. Right. It's like, oh, okay, well we, here's our cake cutting. Here's our blah, blah, blah. But just realizing that your wedding should be about you and not necessarily all those traditional elements. Mm-hmm. And traditional things are kind of out the window right? <laughs> with a lot of things. I mean, you still have your, your set items that are done typically, sure. but those non-traditional things end up being moments that your guests remember and like mm-hmm. the experience side of things are mm-hmm. especially for video yeah. I feel like it's definitely <laughs> fun wow. it's so it's good for me <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah no I I love that and, and you know with this whole thing with COVID the trending smaller weddings is something that I think um a lot of people are beginning to fall in love with um from both sides I think budget wise people are like hey we don't have to spend a ton of money um, and we can still have a great wedding, um, which is actually kind of your, your don't here is to don't forget about your budget. Um, So when you're planning this, like what, what kind of things do people need to keep in mind so that they keep that number where it needs to be? The big thing is once our clients like start to be like, Oh, our budget's like, it's not falling in line. And I'm like, okay, so like the best thing to do in this, situation to still get everything that you want is kind of cutting that list back. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people don't realize that, okay, just because you have 200 guests, that doesn't just mean you're buying only extra food. You're, you're purchasing extra linens or renting extra linens. Um, You need more tabletop decor. It's all sorts of different aspects of the night that Mm -hmm. everything adds up very quickly. Um, So the first thing to keep in mind when you are like, I'm getting way over budget is, Let's see. Let's go back to our list and see who really, right. really could get cut and things like that. For yeah. Sure. I mean, that makes that makes total sense because every person needs space. So you have to have a venue yep. that's big enough for big that enough. many people. Um, they all eat. So yeah, got to have enough food. They all want dessert. 
And so you have to have a big enough cake or enough dessert. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. It adds sense. up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you know, I, I am biased to small weddings, but, you know, if you don't have more people than you need, um, you can invest in other areas like a great, you know, photographer, yeah. videographer, a great DJ. So you can have fun with those people that you know you're going to have fun with on the dance floor. Um, a delicious cake, more flower, like flowers, table decor. I didn't even think about right. that. Every new table you have to have new decor, which is usually some sort of floral arrangement. Right. So, you know, <laughs> you're cutting back there. And, and that way you don't have to cut what type of flowers you want. You can just cut the amount. Right. And everything can still be just as extravagant. Oh, yeah. A 50 person wedding versus a 300 person wedding. Right. So, but now, keeping your priorities and check with like your top things. If like a band is important or whatever that might be. Right. Um, just adjusting accordingly. Yeah. Uh, Hillary, we could talk about a million other things. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm so sure. Yeah. Um, but this was super informative. And I think that, you know, anybody watching will take away really great advice. Even if it comes down to like hosting an event, that's not a wedding, you know? Like if yeah. you're planning an anniversary party or something, like these are still really great things to have in mind and they still should hire you because you're not Hillary <laughs> Ray weddings. You are Hillary no, Ray events. We do, uh, we do it all corporate. Love it. You want. Love it. That's why we love what we do. It's different and unique each and every time. So yeah. yeah. So well, enjoyable. I, I think I'm, if you're up for it, I think I'm going to have you back on here and we'll talk about other topics and things, but, um, yeah, for, now, for sure. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions about what we talked about, please feel free to leave them in the comments below. Also, if you have any suggestions of things that you want us to talk about or a specific wedding professional that you want to hear from, please feel free to leave that suggestion below. Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying these as much as I am and please stick around as we will have more videos to come. Thanks guys.